Hi and welcome to Influence Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading and awarded influence marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer behavior in the digital age and of course, all things influence marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Frida Ekholm and I'm a creative lead here at Cure Media and today we have one of the world's biggest consumer brands, also one of the most loved with us in the studio, Coca-Cola. We'll be talking about how this iconic brand works with reaching consumers through influencer marketing and on social media. To help answer this question, we have Victoria Adolfsson, brand manager at Coca-Cola, with total brand responsibility for the Coca-Cola trademark in Sweden, with a brand portfolio of Coca-Cola Original, Zero Sugar and Light. Hi, Victoria, and welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to have you here today. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Victoria, before we start and jump into the questions, can you give us an introduction to yourself and what you do as a brand manager at Coca-Cola? Of course. My name is Victoria and I work at the Coca-Cola company as brand manager for Sweden. So I have the total brand responsibility for um, the Coke trademark portfolio, which is Coke Original, Coke Zero and Coke Light and all of the different flavors that we have. Uh, So my job is to set the right strategy for the brands in Sweden, the right marketing and media, um, all the different sponsorships we have, whether we should launch a new flavor in Sweden um, and how that should look. So a lot of different things. But in short, that's what I do. (laughs) That sounds like a wonderful job with a lot of fun opportunities. Yes, for sure. (laughs) So jumping into the question, as Coca-Cola is one of the world's biggest consumer brands and also one of the most loved, what do you think is the biggest difference between working with such a loved and known brand versus one that isn't? Yeah, well, it's uh, as you say, it's pretty cool. I mean, Coca-Cola is such an iconic brand that has been here for over 100 years. And like only a few people know the recipe, but billions of people out there consume the brand. So for us, we have a very high brand awareness, maybe compared to when you're a smaller brand, you might need to prioritize working on building that brand awareness so that people recognize your brand. But for Coca-Cola, who has been in the market for so long, people know the brand. So for me or for us at the Coca-Cola company, it's about working with the relevance and the activation of the brand. Because people know of our brands, but it's up to us to make it relevant in people's daily lives. So what does it mean and how do we activate our brand, whether it's um, working with sports or music or making it meaningful? Because Coca-Cola is a brand that should uplift your life bring a positive spirit to it and um, it's a lot about activating the brand and making it meaningful yeah really it's as you said an iconic brand um but moving into influence marketing i know we talked a bit before this episode you said you love influence marketing you think it's a really fun uh, like marketing channel uh, how does coca-cola approach influence marketing and why have you chosen that that approach um, well, first of all, influencer marketing is for us, it's, it's part of a, you know, healthy media mix. So it's not something we do just in a silo. I think it should really be part of an overall plan and it's an important part. Uh, and influencer marketing, the reason why I find it so interesting is because 
this is where you can find, you can be relevant in so many different target groups. Um, and so for us, we have um, different ways of working with influencer marketing. We, of course, do these sort of paid uh, collabs um, in bigger um bigger collapse with profiles, but we also um, work a lot with hosting different events uh, and also keeping a track of who is out there loving our brand. Um, I think that some people may think that Coca-Cola is so big, but we really see and pick up on, you know, smaller profiles talking about our brand, um, you know, tagging us on Instagram or talking about us in podcasts. And so we really want to pick up on the right profiles. Um, and so the way we do it is we have some bigger profiles that work as ambassadors for our brand and really the front face. Uh, in Sweden, you might have seen that we work a lot with Anist Ondemunia and Miriam Bryant, for example. Um, we also um, work a lot with different artists. Um, music is a passion point that our um, target audience, especially teens and young adults, really love. And so for us, it's important that we are part of um, the music industry in Sweden, which is why we entered it a few years ago. So working a lot with artists to connect with their fans. Um, and yes, and on top of that, we, we tend to, we, you want to build relationships because influences it. It's not like buying TV or out of home. You, you're working with real people and, um, you want to build a relationship with them. So we have a very close connection to our profiles and, um, want to build it long term. So not just doing, you know, some campaigns here and there, but really have and build that relationship. So during the years, you know, on top of these paid collabs events, whether it's seating kits, um, connecting with them from time to time, and uh, um, which is why it's so fun. Uh, and also listening to them, because I think that a challenge that some big brands have is you come with a great idea and you tend to want to execute it. But for influencers, it's they are the content creators. So it's not up to us to give them the idea. It's maybe up to us to give them, um, let's say, something that we need help with. Let's say whether it's um, when we launched the new flavor in Sweden, Coca-Cola Lime. It's more about, okay, we're launching this great new flavor and how how would you want to do it and how do you make it relevant to your to your fans and followers. And so um, listening into their creative ideas, which makes it very fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think your your point here is super uh, good, especially as for known brand as Coca-Cola, uh, like working uh, always on, like having the long-term approach and not doing the campaigns here and there. Like it's a part of your, your overall media mix uh, because I know many brands that definitely doesn't have the the brand awareness that Coca-Cola has still do, you know, the one, one-off campaigns and think that that will be enough from an iconic brand as Coca-Cola uh, working always on. Uh, I think that is, uh, that is a great uh, success recipe. Yeah. And also making sure that the brand fit is there. Um, I mean, the first question I always ask is, you know, when meeting with um, with influencers is do you do you consume Coca-Cola in your daily lives? Because that is so important that it's authentic. Um, and so while that might seem like a very simple, basic question, you can really tell by the way they answer if they really love our brand or um, and those are the ones we want to work with. Yeah, of course. So influencer marketing is a part of your, your media mix. Uh, and so what, as a brand manager, what branding value do you see from the channel? What are like the top uh, benefits for you? 
And the top benefits from working with influencers, you mean? Yeah, as a branding channel. For me, it's the engagement and relevancy. Uh, it's something that is so, it makes it so, so much fun. And also the creativity. Um, because as we're working with so many different creators, we get a lot of sort of creativity and it really helps building our brand and they get the chance to do it in their way. Um, and I think one example is how we worked with different artists when we entered the music industry, where it's, you know, we want to be part of the, the culture, the, you know, the pop culture, for example, um, and then how do they want to do it? Um, and it ended up being a lot of music videos, very creative. Um, the different artists did it their way. And so for me, it's really, it sparks the creativity and it makes it very relevant because they know their audience the best. And so it makes sense that they are the ones coming up with the ideas. And then we sit down together and see, you know, how do we best set it up and make it work together? Um, yeah, that sounds great. So one um, common challenge with influencer marketing, uh, like for branding purposes, is the measurement, uh, which is tricky. Mm. So how do you measure your branding activities from influencer marketing? So what we do, I mean, obviously we look at reach and uh, the KPIs that is out there to see, but it's very important for us to go deeper than that and really look at what are the engagement and what are, for example, the comments or what kind of discussion did it spark and how was it perceived? So it's not only looking at the straight facts, you know, a number of a reach or a number of engagement. It's like what how what kind of discussions or you know what are the reactions to our uh, collapse and then for next time how do we you know use that going forward and what do we learn from that um, so it's a bit of data combined with how well was this campaign sort of received in the target audience and how well did it the brand fit of it so it's a little bit of both of numbers but also the brand fit and brand fit is not it's not, not a straight answer to it it's like something that you need to have a discussion around and see you know what you know how did the followers really engage with us um and it's so fun because it's and that's where it's so important to really work with the you know professional people that love our brand that knows their audience is the best where you see a sort of strong result or you see that it really um that their followers really really liked it um and so, for example, you know, the people I really like working with are the ones that love our brand. And it's so natural for us then to tap into that. So um, one example can be Anis Dondemina, who grew up close to our factory in Jodbro. And now he's the front face of our brand. Or Miriam Bryant, who maybe not everyone knows how much she likes Coke Zero. But when she announced that she was a brand ambassador, the reactions were just amazing. Like hundreds of comments of well, that's just natural that you're the ambassador because you always consume our brand. And that's the reactions we want to we wanna see. Um, and so, or Cassandra Klatsko for that matter, who is an influencer in Sweden who always talks in our podcast about how much she loves just drinking Coca-Cola, watching a movie. And then we approached her and the content she created was just in her daily lives, drinking Coca-Cola, watching a movie. So it makes sense. Um, so, but how we measure it is, of course, look at the data, but go beyond just the data and see how was it perceived and did people love it or not. And talking about TikTok, it's now a big player in the social media sphere. So how does Coca-Cola plan to meet your target audience there? And what's your personal opinion of the platform? 
I mean, my personal opinion is that I, I mean, I love TikTok. Um, I, can, I can spend hours in that in that space. Um, so, but in for our business and when I work with Coca Colas in in our marketing plans, we have just now entered TikTok. Um, and I think as a big player in this industry, it's we always need to do our homework before entering a platform. So, for example, for TikTok, who has been around now for some time, or um, it was important for us before entering just to make sure that we don't um, that we follow our internal policies. For example, mar- no marketing to kids. So we needed to be certain that we do not reach um, too young because we don't want to market uh, to anyone under uh, or below 13 years old. Uh, so with that said, now that you know everything is in place and we're having some real good discussions with TikTok, we are very happy to enter it and to to create some really cool content together um, now. So you will see it. Um, so for um, yeah, for Fanta, we will work with TikTok during Halloween. Fanta is not my brand, but for Coca Cola, we will do it for Christmas this year. So um, you will have to see how we do it in Sweden. Um, but I very much look forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what's coming on TikTok. I will go in and follow you directly after the recording. We're moving on to the last question, and which is a quite big one. But with inflate, inflation and consumers holding much tighter onto their money, there's, of course, tougher times ahead for brands. And even though much research showed the importance of Branding in difficult times, many uh, brands still switch focus to the quick wins and building short-term sales uh, instead of uh, leveraging on uh, building their brand. So with your extensive experience in building uh, the iconic Coca-Cola brand, what's your thoughts on this and what should brands focus on? Uh, So for Coca-Cola, we've been building our brand for over 100 years and for us, we are um, our strategy is to be in the market long term. And so our marketing plans are always very uh, sort of with a long term strategy in mind. Um, and when it comes to these times when the consumers have to be more careful on how they spend their money, it's very important that the products we provide and the products that everyone provides is gives them well, value for their money. So we will always keep focus on bringing the best products to market that feels refreshing, that is can be part of their daily lives and that they feel are are really worth the money so that is where our focus is and uh, to um, and working with a brand it's about bringing positivity and um, you know our drinks are refreshing and should um, you know uplift um, your daily life and whether it's uh, um, you consume it on special occasions or your daily lives it's about bringing the best the best products that fit in and goes with that but um yeah it's a really really difficult question but i would say keep keep the long-term focus and work on um work on your products yeah i think that's a great point and especially as you said like bringing the value for money uh, i think that will be even more important now as consumers might be more more price sensitive uh, depending on like what do you get for the money you give and so on so i think yeah, it's a difficult question but uh, yeah i totally agree so victoria thank you so much for guesting this podcast episode today it was a pleasure to have you here thank you very much very it was a lot of fun This brings us to the end of another episode of Influence Marketing Talks. 
If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, influencer marketing content, and what's up on the consumer marketing scene, make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Cure Media. And to not miss another episode of this podcast, we have some real exciting guests coming. Make sure you hit that subscribe button.